Thank you for listening to our podcast. For more information about our church, visit therockonline.org. And now a message from The Rock of Gainesville. Well, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. You hear me? Um, man, I'm so grateful to God to be here. Um, not just in this building, in this house, but just in the kingdom of God. I mean, you woke up today and you're in your right mind. <laughs> it's a good day, man. Because not everybody can say that today. <laughs> Straight up truth. So I am grateful to be in God's house today. And in particular, I'll go back and say, yes, I am grateful to be a part of this house. Um, you know, I got a text from Pastor George last night, you know, as he always does when I'm about to minister the word to just encourage me, tell me he's praying over me. And that's one thing I want to I highlight for you as a people. If you don't know anything else about that man, he is praying for all of y'all, for all of you. And if he doesn't know a name, he knows a face. And if he doesn't know a name, he's going to ask one of us, hey, that person, because <laughs> he's, he's praying. So he, he means it when he's... When, when, when he's when he's saying a word like that to you. And that's one of the things I love about, another one of the things I love about pastor, he's a man of his word. If he said he was gonna do it, he's gonna do it. Which is why he's not quick to jump on everybody's bandwagon. Because if he says it, it's gonna be what it is. <laughs> and so I'm grateful to be walking with a man such as, such as him. So pastor, I love you, I see you. I'm ready for, that's my hug, my digital hug for you. I'm gonna hug you again soon. Um, I love you and appreciate you. Well, let's get into the word today. I'm grateful to, to cap this series, man. Pastor Ron has been killing it like a champ in the series. Give it up for Pastor Ron. And if you're new to the church and you heard him calling me doctor, no, I do not have a doctorate. A couple of people asked me and I was like, no, it's just a little joke between he and I because Pastor Ron's my man. Um, but I, I, I say this, if I had a doctorate, it's from the Ron Hyatt School of Bible. That's all I'm going to say right there. If I do have a doctorate, it's from the Ron Hyatt School of Bible. So love you, PR. Um, well, we're going to cap off this series. We've already talked in the last few weeks about being called to hope. We talked about being called to the body of Christ. And last week, we talked about being called to spiritual intensity. And our text we were looking at was Ephesians chapter 4, verses 1 through 6, which says this. I, therefore, a prisoner for the Lord, urge you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you have been called, with all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another in love, eager to maintain the unity of the spirit and the bond of peace. There's one body and one spirit, just as you were called to one hope that belongs to your call. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all. And this morning, we want to focus in a little bit on verse 1. I have some other texts of Scripture, but verse 1. I, therefore, a prisoner for the Lord, urge you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you have been called. And so part of that thought process, when we think about being worthy of the call and walking in a way that's worthy of the call to which we've been called is this, that part of walking worthy of our calling is calling others to know God. We don't get to just kind of do our thing and say us four and no more. You know, it's often it has been said throughout the history of the church kind of as a little euphemism to say, man, we don't want to be just about us, us four and no more. We want to be about calling another one in. Jesus said, as freely as you've received, now freely give. Okay, so we don't get to hold this thing down. We don't get to put our light under a basket. It's to shine brightly that others may see and trust our Lord. See and realize that, man, he's great. See and realize they need him. Taste and see that the Lord is good, right? 
So it's to be an ambassador for him. 2 Corinthians 5.20 says it this way. Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ, God making his appeal through us. We implore you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. And if, you don't, if you're not a language person, implore basically means to beg. And if I could beg you, be reconciled to God. Your eternity is at stake. That's what we're talking about here. I don't just say, well, you're a good person and maybe this God thing doesn't work for you. No, 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 no. It's coming to your neighbor and saying, no, listen, listen. You might not get it right now. You might not understand all the nuts and bolts and the details, and, and we might look a little crazy. One, one, one Christian hip-hop artist said, she might look crazy, but she's still God's baby, talking about the church. <laughs> okay? I'm going to say it again. She might act crazy, but she's still God's baby. <laughs> That's us. Okay? We don't always have it all together, but we're calling people to be a part of this thing of being reconciled to God, and part of that's being an ambassador. So as we were doing these interviews, a couple came to mind who's been good, good friends of ours, my wife and I, for a long time. Uh, the Ferrara family, Philip and Gina Ferrara, if you don't know them, to know them is to love them. They're great people. <laughs> yeah, they're great friends. Um, and I had a chance to sit down with them and talk to them because I feel like so many times their life exemplifies that very thing being an ambassador for Christ wherever they go. And they're imparting that to their kids and their kids are doing the very same thing. So I love hearing stories that they'll tell. So you'll get a chance to hear some of their stories as you listen to this interview this morning. So enjoy. Hey everyone, we're here today with some longtime Rock Faithfuls, the Ferrara family, Philip and Gina. And I wanted to just kind of talk to them about the subject of being ambassadors for Christ. It's something that's really important. And uh, one of the things that I've really loved about them. So. Philip and Gina, I have really admired that in your lives for years and years that you guys always, just wherever you are in whatever season of life and wherever you are as far as your interactions, you want to represent Christ. Um, before we even get into that, let's talk about when you became a part of the, the Rock family. Like, how long ago was that? When had that come about? We moved to Gainesville when we were married for three months, and our first church service here was Father's Day of 2000. So we've been here wow. 20 years. Wow. Long time. So, so many years in there. You guys were in New York for a little while and then you came back here to Gainesville. So Gainesville, we've been home for, for a long time. So lots of, lots of history there for sure. Well, for sure. one of the first things um, I want to ask you guys is as you look at and, and, and you think about the calling we have to be ambassadors for Christ and how that, how that <clears throat> relates to you and in your life, you know, how do you guys see that really from the basic smallest level applying in your life and how you live that out being an ambassador for Christ so when we are in unity in our marriage then we are able to give Christ which means when she agrees with me on everything <laughs> <laughs> yeah right that's the, that's the, that's the word <laughs> um, so our mission field first and foremost yeah. is inside of our house yeah. so we have yeah. four kids and we look at um, being an ambassador as marketing, mm. marketing our faith to our children, living it out for them. So being with um, four kids, it's super important to us to be ambassadors first to them. And then from there, teaching them to be ambassadors for Christ. Um, for example, like when we stand outside of the abortion clinic, mm. we tell the kids, hey, if you don't want to be here, you don't need to be here, but we need you to stand still. Because every car that drives by, every person that walks by, people are going to see you and what you represent. Yeah. And you represent Christ, so make sure you represent them well. Mm. So sometimes that's um, beautiful, but sometimes it's just 
we're happy that they're standing there sweating and, <laughs> and not acting up. Um, and then also situations where, you know, we see them as ambassadors for Christ is when they're out in, in the community, whether it's with neighbors or um, in, you know, different situations with gymnastics practice yeah. or yeah. sports. Mm. How are they, how they handle themselves on a day-to-day basis. Mm. And we try to teach our kids that um, every, you know, people are watching you, even mm. if you don't think yeah. they are. And um, we always want to try to bring glory to his name yeah. and not dishonor. Yeah. You know, when you ask the question, what do you think about when you think about being an ambassador for Christ? To be honest with you, my thought was all the things that I need to change in my life to be a good ambassador for Christ. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I really do think about those sometimes. I think, wow, like I don't want to bring dishonor to the Lord. And there's, I, I know there's been times that my responses and my reactions um, are not pleasing to God. And, and that... That um, um, saddens me when I when I act in a certain way because there's times that I can be I can be pretty fiery I can mm-hmm. be kind of mouthy. Ask her, she'll tell you. <laughs> um, or even some of my friends that know me, you know, sometimes um, my responses are not good ones, and and then Holy Spirit is very quick to to convict me. And, um, you know, obviously that's a, always a work in progress for everybody if we're yeah. striving to be closer to Christ and more like Christ. Um, so when you ask that question, it's um, it's a big deal to us, mm. for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, let me, and, and let me segue that, that I love what you guys both said, that, which is something that I know as a friend for so many years, that your desire and your hunger to have true authenticity. It's its something that's really valuable in our culture right now because people want authenticity, even to the point where some will even, you know, funny enough as it sounds, fake authenticity. Mm-hmm. But the fact that you guys have a heart to say, man, we really want to honor him down from the depth of what's within us and then show that outwardly mm-hmm. and then pour that into our kids. I mean, that being real is so, so important. Let me ask you about, um, you know, the, the talking about your kids, you know, Tell me something, some stories, anything about your kids, because I know, like, my wife and I will joke sometimes, like, Gina's one of the biggest evangelists we know, because you're always declaring the kingdom where you're going, trying to reach somebody with the gospel, however you do. Um, but then that filters into your kids, too, because they're, they're watching and they're, they're observing. So any, any stories on that? Um, yeah. So one time we went to, um, the gym, which we used to go to the gym a lot and the kids go to childcare and Ruby really, um, got close with one of the sitters. So naturally she would preach to her Mm. and tell her about Jesus. And and then she started telling her, you know, well, why don't you come to church with me? I love my church. I have a great church. You should come. You're going to love it too. Mm. So a year went by and, um, you know, the young lady would say, well, I can't come. My scooter broke or, you know, not today. But eventually she started babysitting for us. And then eventually she started coming over for dinner or just dropping by. Um, and sometimes she would bring friends. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, a while later, a few months went by and now she's coming to church and she gave her life to the Lord. Oh, wow. So. That's really cool. And she's definitely a, a, a prober because she'll yeah. ask people like, do you know Jesus? Mm-hmm. 
And people say, yeah, I know Jesus, and potential say, but do you love Jesus? <laughs> yeah. And these are people <laughs> like in the grocery store that we don't know. That's cool. You know, um, That's but so, cool. so it is cool to see that. And and all of our kids, they're, they're, they're really good kids. Um, yeah. They have a really good mom. <laughs> so. I, I love that because what, what, it, what it shows is this, not this. Um, sometimes we kind of have... Uh, I love that we started there because sometimes we kind of get the grand plans of I want to be an ambassador for Christ. So I'm going to start this this conference and go do all this big stuff globally. And you're like, oh, we're going to start right here at home. Mm -hmm. And to see that fruit at home is pretty Mm -hmm. cool. Similarly to that, though, let me let me segue to um, my second question for you guys. Um, You guys have been business people for a long time. And uh, that's another thing that I've noticed and watched you guys over the years. You want to represent him in, in your business. How does that how does that play out and look on a day to day basis? Um, for me, for me, it's been uh, the people that I work with within our team. Obviously, it's a, it's important how I handle myself in certain situations and how how um, they see me handle myself. Again, I mess up. There's times that I mess up, and I have to apologize to my team or um, say, "Look, I I reacted the wrong way." I, you know, like I said, I can be kind of Kind of fiery. I think it's because I'm short. Maybe. <laughs> short man's <syndrome laughs> Yeah, <laughs> something. It's got to be something. But um, but but on the same token, I do look at these guys, and sometimes I get really passionate about wanting because I see them for for how God's created them to do awesome and great things, and so I get frustrated sometimes when they don't see themselves that way, and then so it comes across pretty um. I don't know what the word is, maybe uh, type D personality, I guess. (laughs) But it's because it's a passion to say, I know what God has created you for, to do awesome and great things. And so a lot, we we read a lot of books together as a team, and we we, um, really try to work as a team to better ourselves as a whole. And, you know, I may not preach Christ to them, you know, verbatim, word for word, out of the out of the word of God. There are many times that I will say certain things with the scripture says, but I don't shove it down their throat. They know what I believe. Um, but a lot of times the books that we read as a team, it just really brings out and they start to see themselves mm. the way God sees us. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, a lot of times we can be our worst enemy, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the way we think about ourselves. Right. And, and, and man, if God, the creator doesn't think of me that way, mm-hmm. then why should I? Yeah. You know, he's got big plans and purposes for all of us. And that's what we were telling our kids actually yesterday, yeah. that that God's got awesome plans for each and every individual that's been created. There is no accident mm-hmm. when it comes to God. It's when we step outside of his boundaries and we step outside of, of his safety is where things go bad. Yeah. And, and those were some of the things that we were trying to share with our kids. And I share that with our team, too. Look. You can do this and you get a great result, or you could do this and you can get a bad result. Yeah. And I've I've experienced on both sides of that. Yeah. So it's much easier to learn from other people's mistakes. <laughs> it is. It is. <laughs> so yeah. It is. Yeah, that's 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 great. And and the consistent thread I can see as we even talk about this that for you guys is the purity of 
the most basic level of a real faith before the Lord. So you're bringing that to your kids because you want to see that in yourselves, but then you're also bringing that into your business with your employees. And you're not just guys on the clock, but you're, hey, you're someone created in the image of God. Mm. And I want to represent him too, so that you can know him and be his representative as well. So that's that's really, really and cool. and being real like you said mm-hmm. a lot of times is you have to apologize to your kids mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you have to apologize to your teammates i i um i got a lot of experience with that <laughs> so. yeah 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 i hear you but um you. but you know that is our our kids see yeah you make mistakes mm-hmm. but if you make a mistake you make it right mm-hmm. so. that's good that's good so to kind of kind of sum up a little bit for you uh, thinking all the stuff we've talked about, what what does it really mean to you? Like as a son and a daughter of God, to say, man, I have the privilege to represent the Lord of all in in, in my life, to my family, to my team at work, to my community. What does that What does that really say to your heart? Um, it's an honor that God chose me, and yeah, mm-hmm. that He chose us. So on a personal level, even in my prayer time this week. I just sometimes say, God, thank you for choosing me. Mm. What did you choose me for? Like, what did you see (laughs) in me that you would choose me? But Mm. knowing that I'm his Mm. and that all my value comes from him and my Mm. worth makes it so easy to open up, you know, our family relationships Mm. and our home to invite other people in so that Mm. they can spend time not only with us, but that, you know, it just transfers to them that they have value, they have worth. And it makes for rich relationships. That's good. That's yeah. good. I would I would agree to that. I think it is a big. Um, <clears throat> it's a big honor. To, mm. to I mean, it's an honor just being able to sit here and you actually asking us these questions because mm. I'm thinking, he obviously <laughs> doesn't know me as well as he does. But, <laughs> no, that was um, the right one. <laughs> but you know, it, it is. It's an it's an honor, and I, I think the biggest thing that I realize even just sitting here talking about this stuff is. You don't have to be perfect to mm-hmm. be an ambassador for Christ. Yeah. Um, you just have to. You just have to know um, where your worth comes from, mm-hmm. where your help comes from, yeah. and um, and staying in His Word on a day to day basis. There's no way we could we could represent Him well, yeah. and without having church mm-hmm. and in a community of people that are that care for you, that keep you accountable. Mm. Um, <clears throat> that's why it's so important that we are in church, that we do have friends that truly do care about mm. us. Um, because as a team, mm. as a church family, we can represent him well. Yeah. So that if one of us is starting to slip up, we love each other enough to say, mm. you, you probably handled that the wrong way. Mm. So... Um, for me, it is. It's a. It's a. It's a group effort yeah. to be able to to re- represent them well, mm-hmm. for sure. Good stuff. Well, appreciate you guys coming in to have this conversation, and and it's been great. I'm glad we were able to share just this whole idea of being an ambassador for Christ. Hopefully, you're seeing in the Ferraris' lives the example of what we're talking about um, and being ambassadors for Christ, and knowing that it's a privilege to represent Him. Yeah, give it up for Philip and Gina. Come on. That's good. That's good. That's good. I really appreciate those guys coming in. And um, 
there's so much in, in what they talked about, which I'm going to highlight a few of those things as we continue in the word. But here's something I'll throw in first. In the same spirit of an ambassador who comes as a representative of a nation, we are called as citizens of heaven to represent God's kingdom and his ways to all who don't know him, calling them to know God through Jesus Christ. So in the same way, you look at an ambassador who represents a nation, and it's such an important high honor. That's what I want to highlight the last thing both Gina and Philip said. It's such a high honor. I get to represent God. The problem sometimes we have is that we don't actually think we do. But we just read it. The word says that we are ambassadors for Christ. God making his appeal through us. Therefore, we implore you, we're begging you, be reconciled to God. So there is not this, well, I came in and I'm not an ambassador. No, 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 no. It comes with the, comes with the territory. So when you come into the kingdom of God, you get it right away. You don't have to jockey for position. You know, we're in the whole political season right now. You know, for some it's a hot mess. For some it's cool. For some it's here, it's there, it's everywhere. But there's this jockeying sometimes for a position politically, right? And that ambassador position would be one. You know, I knew this guy, went to this school, got to this position. You, you get that position by coming in as a son or daughter of God. As many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God. John 1.12. So when you come in, that's your responsibility immediately. But it's also a high honor and a privilege. So if you don't see it that way, that's my first thing for you, is to rewind back to the top of their interview. One of the things that really stood out to me was they begun with their own personal lives and at home. They didn't give us the three easy steps to how do we show up for Christ in public, huh? Y'all notice that? That's one of the reasons why I love those people. <laughs> they didn't give me the three easy steps. This is how I show up for Jesus in public. Or publics, wherever. <laughs> Sorry, I just, I had to do a corny joke for it. There you go. That's my corny joke for today. But, but that, that's where it begins, is right here with me and how am I going to actually live my life. I'm going to quote myself, which I, I had the worst time deciding whether I was going to quote myself or not. <laughs> but I got ready to look for a quote, and I was like, mine's perfect. I'll just use mine. <laughs> I was like, Lord Jesus, if there's any pride, just, just deal with me. Deal with me. So in June 2019, in, 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 in a sermon I preached about this, it says this, ambassadors go in the authority of the one they represent with the message of the one they represent. That's you. You go in the authority of the one you represent with the message of the one you represent. You don't go with your own stuff. You go with his stuff. You don't go equipped by you. You go equipped by him. And so that honor and that responsibility of being an ambassador can then be carried out with confidence because our confidence is not in us. Our confidence is in him. All right. And if that's not your confidence today, man, go back to the prayer closet. Let Holy Spirit deal with you so you realize your confidence is not ever in you or how good you are. Not ever. One of the struggles I had in life was dealing with whether or not I was called to do this, the ministry thing. Back and forth for, for a large chunk of my life. Back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And two of the greatest instruments in me being here and dealing with that question are Pastor George, <laughs> And my friend Georgia over here on the third row. They were the two people who asked me the hard question, eye to eye, that nobody else asked me. Are you called or are you not? And they said, well, you know, I'll massage the issue and see if I can force you into it. Do you know? Did you hear the Lord? Are you called or not? 
And y'all know pastor. Pastor's going to, he don't care what color you are, how old you are, <laughs> whatever. He's going to ask you the question. My man Giorgio is the same way. Hey, are you called or not? And that's the thing for you today. I can answer it for you and I'll say, yes, you are. But I'm going to challenge you today. Get with the Lord and ask the Holy Spirit, Lord, am I called? And the answer is going to be yes to this, to be an ambassador for him. Which means I take seriously the way I live, the inner quiet places that nobody knows in my life, the way I am with my small circle around me and my family and my close friends, and then representing out beyond. Because we're called to be ambassadors in that way. So I got three things for you here. First one, we're called to live a singular life for Christ in all things. Colossians 3, 17 goes into this. So we're called to live a singular life for Christ in all things. Colossians 3, 17. And whatever you do, in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Whatever you do. Everybody say whatever. If you're a Greek, a Hebrew, Aramaic, whatever else thing that you got today, whatever means whatever. It means everything that you do. Whatever you do, you do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. And if you're unable then to take that and say, can I put Jesus' stamp on it, then maybe you ought to consider right fast if you need to be doing that or not. I know that wasn't proper English, but we're going to say it again. You might want to consider right fast if you were supposed to be doing that or not, if you can't put the Lord Jesus' name on it. That's everything. You don't get to have little, Lord, this is mine. (laughs) My girl Sarah said it last week. If he's not Lord of all, he ain't Lord at all. And I about did a lap when she said it on the video. I might do one after church. Just look out for me. If he's not Lord of all, he's not Lord at all. So we got to have this life. So here's the deal. There is no sacred, secular split in our lives. There's no sacred, secular split. I don't care who you are or what you do. There's no, this is the holy part and this is the unholy part that I get to keep for me. This is, you know, God, God understands. He does. That's why he sent Jesus. And then the Holy Spirit, <laughs> he does understand that we can be a hot mess in our flesh and that we need to deal with that so that we have this singular life lived all for the glory of God. No sacred secular divide, all of it for the glory of God. And this is my challenge. If I want to say anything politically in this season, any politician who comes to you with that mess of this is like my private life and then I do this other stuff out here, go ahead and move on to the next box because I'm not checking theirs. Because if my faith that I say informs everything doesn't inform this, nah, man, come on, really? Are you kidding me? I believe the Lord of all creation who I submit myself to, but I think he actually gives me this whole segment that I do in my life that he doesn't touch. What? And not just for the politician, for each of us. Like, really? We think we got stuff that we hold back that we don't, uh, well, you know, it's, this is my stuff. No, it's not. It's unto him. It's like the marriage question. I always talk about a a friend of ours who came and did a marriage getaway years ago, and he was talking about purity for husbands, and he said, listen, gentlemen, he said, if you ever wonder when you hit your 40s, you hit your 50s, you get the whole midlife crisis thing going on, whatever, you know, tuck it in, suck it in, whatever, (laughs) chest out, whatever, get a sports car, do whatever you got to do, and do I still got it? 
<laughs> he said, no, you, you gave it to your wife. <laughs> no, you don't still got it because you gave it to her. I'm really not concerned whether I'm attractive or fine to some other woman because what does it matter? I gave it to her. And in the same way, we are the bride of Christ. No, you don't still have it. You gave it to Jesus. One life. One life. Yeah, come on, give it up for Jesus. One life. One life. I don't have my Facebook life where I get to cut the fool and then show up to church like, oh, 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 did I, did I do it? Let me jump up in there one more time. Get to get on Facebook and act a full Instagram, whatever. Can Jesus see your camera roll? Can he see the feed of comments you said to whoever? I know, y'all know, y'all know I know a lot of people and my friend list is really big on Facebook, but you notice I don't say much. <laughs> There's why. <laughs> You're like, man, Pastor Jamie only shows up to like say happy birthday. Yep, you know it. You see me say happy birthday instead just about everybody. If I missed you, I'm sorry. I love you. Forgive me in Jesus' name. I don't say much. If I say, whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. So I got to be able to say, man, Jesus, yes. You set your stamp of approval on that. Well, God understands. Yes, like I said, he sent Jesus and then the Holy Spirit. That's why. He does understand. So don't use it as an excuse for us to live any old way. One life. No sacred secular split. Man, I could preach that one all day, but I did want to spend longer on that one. Okay. Second point. We are called to represent Christ by offering reconciliation with God. That's that point we talked about earlier. 2 Corinthians 5.20. Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ. God making his appeal through us. We implore you on behalf of Christ. Be reconciled to God. And once you've got that singular life, come on, man. Be like Ruby. I love Ruby. She's, she's so, if y'all don't know Ruby, she's just a sweetheart. She's so cute. And she's in my dance class now, so I get to hang out with her another day in the week. Um, but, but I love hearing these stories about Ruby because I'm like, man, Ruby, that girl bold, man. She's, te- she's stopping the class to talk to the teacher about Jesus and the, and the child care worker and the babysitter and whoever else. Because she's like, why wouldn't we? That's what's important, isn't it? And I'm like, yeah, some of us adults need to learn from you. That you actually make the offer. But the problem sometimes, we didn't deal with point one, which I just dealt with, of living that singular life. So we're like, should I even offer that to somebody else? It doesn't mean being perfect. It means that you've submitted it all to him. So therefore, it's, man, it's in Christ that I'm living. So don't you want to live in Christ too? So then your hot messness can get fixed by Jesus? I've made that word up. Did just now. Made it up. <laughs> Coined it today. Your life of being a hot mess can be dealt with too because I don't have it all together or have your answers, but he does. Come on, man, let's walk with him. That's what we're calling people into. Third, we're called to stay faithful to the new life in Christ and encourage others to do the same. We're called to stay faithful to the new life in Christ and encourage others to do the same. John 8, 31 to 32 says this, so Jesus said to the Jews who had believed him, If you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples. And you'll know the truth, and the truth will set you free. But what's the caveat there? If you abide in my word. What does it mean to abide? 
to bear patiently, to endure without yielding. And here we go right here. I'm going to set you up. Lift your hands to just receive this one right here. And then you're stuck once you receive it. (laughs) To accept without objection. That was a good point for that keyboard right there. (laughs) To accept without objection. We have a problem with that sometimes up here in the West, don't we? My rugged individualism. It's America, right? Free. But what are we called to in Jesus? Lord, I'm not keeping anything. Not keeping any stuff back. I submit to you, Lord. I surrender to you, Lord. If you say go there, that's, that's, yes, that's what we're doing. I was on my way here. What? No, not there? Okay. But I, I had planned all this stuff out, God, and we, we'd even packed and everything. The sandwiches are made. We have the drinks. Cars gassed up. We're not there? Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. It's hard because we're so free. We're so free. But he's calling us and saying, man, submit yourself and continue without objection in the thing which I've called you to, in what my word says for you. Continue therein because there is the place of life. And right now, I'm telling you, that word in particular, I'm going to spend a minute here and I want to pray over us today. The enemy is on the church right now. You going to keep believing what you believed? Pastor Ron said it though, wearing down of the saints. And again, another one and another one. Me too. This person said this, this person said that, and I saw this report, and well, this, I I think I'm free to do this, but, and I can choose, and his way. One life, abiding in him without objection. And sometimes we can be like, you know, my wife and I like watching some law and cop shows and stuff. And we like a court case, which is really not real life. All my friends who are attorneys are like, court's not like that. It's not all dramatic. It's boring. <laughs> like y'all have been Hollywoodized. You see the dramatic court and the music comes up and argument and closing remarks and blah, blah, blah. And it's just, it's all Hollywood. So, but they're fun to, you know, to, to, to watch. But you notice the objection comes up. And that's us sometimes, man. God speaks a word or we read something in the word of God. And we're like quick with this objection, thinking that we have a foundation by which we're going to actually object to the creator of all. (laughs) And God's so gracious and merciful. You let you say your little thing, not kill you. (laughs) 
and then, and then give you a chance to repent. I'm like, God, you're so merciful. If we don't understand his mercy, it's like the, the same pastor I was telling y'all about with the whole marriage thing, in the same message, he was talking about the fact that we sometimes can come so pridefully. And God's like, look, oh, come here, come here. But this is all your stuff? He's like, I, I made the world in six days. <laughs> then you're like, okay, my bad, it's over then. You win. <laughs> Lord of all. And so that's one of the things as we look at these three areas of how we represent as ambassadors. Remember, that's the one that drives through all of it. Are we really submitting ourselves in him and saying, Lord of all. You know, watching the return yesterday on the, on the mall, that was pretty powerful. And one of my favorite things, you know, I was in there and I kept pulling away for a little bit and then I put my earbuds in, went to watch the car and just kept listening to the prayers. It was so exciting to me because they were all over every continent. So there's all the people who were there, but then they went to these simulcasts from all over, from pastors all over. And some of those pastors sitting there having a video recorded, I'm thinking to myself, this man's recording a video. He, he can go to prison tomorrow. Our Chinese brother who stood on that stage yesterday and then confessed that my wife right now in China is being harassed by the Chinese Communist Party because I'm here for this. And then he puts the biggest smile of joy on his face. I, to be honest, I'm like, I don't know if I got the chops. I'd probably be on the plane trying to run back to Gina and the kids. Are they okay? And he stood and immediately launched into prayer full of faith. And I'm called to represent Christ and I'm trusting him. I'm trusting that God's got my stuff covered. I don't. I'm finite. He's infinite. He knows all. I, I know about this much compared to him. And so in the cause of standing as ambassadors for Christ, that's our faith. That's our trust. That's our hope. That as we stand and represent even the stuff I don't get, even the way I can't even fully articulate what it is to be in him and of him and to come to know him, he'll help me. When I've messed up, I love that Philip was so transparent about that. I'm like, bro, I was like, high five. I get you. I'm there. Yeah, messed up plenty and had to apologize. You know what I'm saying? I wasn't going to do this, but I'm going to do it anyway. Kimora, come here, baby. This is totally unscripted. Come here. <laughs> come here. I thought I might do this, and she's going to be so mad at me when she gets home. But <laughs> she's already mad at me. She's mad at me now. <laughs> but... As an example of this, her, her, her and I had a little exchange at home the other day. And my wife, who is just so full of faith and always the encourager, she said, hey, uh, you wanna take her with you to the store? Cause uh, you guys were a little heated in that exchange you had. And I said, yes, woman of God. <laughs> so in the flash, I'm like, woman? I said, yeah. And so I took my girl and we went, where did we go by? We went to, to the store and bought some pancake syrup or something like that. Flour. It was flour. Not a flour, maybe? I don't know. It was something. It was groceries. And I said, baby, I said, I was a little strong. I said, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But the reason why is because I'm passionate that I want to see this in your life. But you know what? I didn't do it right. And we got to humble ourselves enough to say, Lord, deal with all of what's in me so that then when I show up, I'm not up here looking at my kids, looking at my wife, you looking at your husband, wife, friends, whoever. I'm like, that's, 
you haven't really allowed God to come into your life and deal with you. That's step one, which is what I loved Philip and Gina V. Gunn at home and with their individual lives. So that's my big encouragement for you today. Not that we have some five-step plan. You're going to go, and today you're going to win the entire restaurant at lunch. You may or you may not. You're going to deal with you, and you might win your kids. And then you might win your friend next to you. And then you might win that waitress. And then maybe you will win the whole restaurant. Because we've taken seriously the fact that he's Lord of all. We've allowed him to, to do a work in our lives. Okay? Love you. Thank you. Give it up for my girl. Because <laughs> we got to deal with us sometimes, right? And we don't want to. But he gives us grace. Hebrews tells us this. We can approach the throne of grace boldly to obtain mercy and then find grace to help in time of need. How many of y'all had some time of need? If you didn't raise your hand, you're lying anyway. God will forgive you. <laughs> but we have some time of need, but we can trust that his grace is sufficient for that. Okay? I got one more quote for you. Let's, let's look at this. In the New Testament, the term ambassador is used as a fig, in a figurative sense. As the imprisoned representative of Christ at Rome, Paul calls himself a, quote, an ambassador in chains and includes with himself all ministers of the gospel. Look up, look around, all of you. Look around, all of you, all ministers of the gospel. As, quote, ambassadors on behalf of Christ, commissioned by him as their sovereign Lord with the ministry of reconciling the world to God. Man, come on. Us, with the ministry of reconciling the world to God. The Bible contains no finer characterization of the exalted and spiritual nature of the minister's vocation as the representative of Jesus Christ, the King of Kings and Savior of the world. It's a high honor today. But we're able to do it because we're in Him. So one more time, I want to bring you to Ephesians 4.1. I therefore, a prisoner of the Lord, urge you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you have been called. Come on and stand with me this morning. In a manner worthy to the calling to which you've been called. I'm going to pray two prayers this morning. I want to pray for all of us exactly what I was saying a little earlier. The enemy is trying to do a wearing down of the saints that we don't continue in what God has called us to do, to live that singular life, to call people to that place of, of salvation and life in Christ, and then call each other to continue. I want to pray over you. Man, if you're just saying, man, I know it's been a battle and I'm standing firm, but I want continually the power of God within me, refreshing me like wind in my sail. And some of you might lift your hand and say, man, I am battered right now. And it took everything I got just to continue and to come here today. And you might be online today saying, man, I'm here and I'm not certain. I'm here at home because I'm living in fear. Or you might have showed up here today and said, I'm living in fear, but I just kind of pushed through it a little bit to get here. God wants to come to you right where you are and provide you what? Grace to help in time of need. And so I want to pray for you this morning. Lift your hands. Father, thank you for your people, God. Thank you for those of us who are here 
in this building and those of us there at home watching online. God, I declare your people are victorious not because of us, but because of you. God, we declare that we are strengthened not in our own selves, but because your Holy Spirit comes to us. God, I thank you that each of us can live that singular life for your glory and for your honor. And God, everything that we need to deal with in our lives, Lord, you are going to show us and you're going to convict us and you're going to build us in the way that we need to be built. So that when we stand before people and offer them, we're not offering them us. We're saying, look what God did in me because I came to him by faith. Come to the Lord by faith. And then when we lock arms together as family, we can say, let us continue in the thing for which we are called. Let us continue in the works that the Lord has for us. No matter what election season it is, no matter who's in which house, no matter who's in the Senate, the White House, the Supreme Court, we stand firm and continue in the thing the Lord has said because he is worthy and he is well able to do within us exceedingly abundantly above all we can ask or think. And so I speak it over your people today, God. We don't trust us. We trust you. In Jesus' name. Now, if that's you today and you do not have a faith in Jesus Christ, all this is news to you or you've been faking it and it's time to get right. I want to pray over you today. And the whole congregation is going to pray this prayer and we're going to receive. If that's you, lift a hand, lift your voice, pray it by faith and know that the Lord is going to do a salvation work in you. Say, Lord Jesus, we thank you for your sacrifice on the cross to deal with our sin and help us to return to you. Even as we're talking about being ambassadors, I thank you today, Lord, that I receive that word of reconciliation and salvation. I receive by faith the work done for me and I want to continue to walk by faith and trust you that not only do you save me, but you keep me. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, lift up a shout of praise to God for his goodness. Come on, lift it up. Now, if that was you and you prayed that last prayer, um, we have some information that we definitely want to get to you and an opportunity that we want to offer you to connect you. And if you've been saved already, you've been around a while, but you need discipleship, you need to be trained and taught, that continuing in his word happens as we stay in him. And in the body of Christ, God provides so much of what we need. So I encourage you, do not try and attempt to walk this thing by yourself. The enemy has your number and is trying to be after you. The word says he goes about like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. But the word tells us to resist him firm in the faith. Part of being built up in the faith is being with the people of God and being built up and discipled. And so if that's you, I implore you. <laughs> and you need that. Contact us. Pastor Ron's available in the office. We'll get you in a group. We'll get you connected with another believer who can train, teach you, and help you so that you can walk out what God has for you. All right? Amen? Amen? I love y'all. Give it up for God one more time in his goodness. Thank you for listening to our podcast. For more information about our church, 
visit therockonline.org.